personal coach and trusted attorney, Andrew Lee, who will help you get started in building your real estate empire. Grow your self-confidence, find your grit, and get the skills needed to dominate the real estate world. This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lee. Lauren, 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 we have on the line the New Jersey weed man, Ed Fortune. This guy is a legend. If you don't know about the- You got to Google him. You got to, and he has these t-shirts, Lauren, that uh, there's three different shirts, 20 bucks each. And one of them is like, be happy, like this guy. And what's cool about him, is he's not just a, a guy that's in the trade, the weed trade. He's he's run for office. He actually started a party. He actually he actually did a free speech case, and he's been in the trenches when it comes to the legalization of marijuana for I don't know how many years. But I got questions I want to know because I'm sure someone who's been involved with the the law for so long has questions too. So without further ado, I got the New Jersey weed man. Should I call you New Jersey weed man or Ed? What's best for you? Um, you can call me either way. I answer it all. Just make sure you call me when you pass the joint. Ha ha. Ha ha. All right. So we're with you. We're passing, we're passing the, the question to you right now. We're going to pass it to you. Tell me how you felt when you saw the result, New Jersey, 66.9% to 33.1% recreational marijuana became legalized. I totally had a 50-50 day. Yes, for the last 20-something years, I've been publicly advocating for the legalization of marijuana. So, yes, I'm happy for that. But when you read that bill, read, read that question, read what we voted for here in New Jersey, it is not legalization. It's corporatization is what we just voted for. And I'll explain. If you read the question, yes, it does say, you know, the adult use of, of, of marijuana will now be legal and all that, right? And that's supposed to happen by January 1st. They're going to uh, make a, an amendment to the Constitution to allow for the use of marijuana. Okay. But then if you read further into the question and explanation, it also says, that they're going to create a CRC board. Right now, I can't remember what CRC stands for, but a CRC board, and a CRC board will then pass laws to regulate regulated cannabis. So they stop using the word marijuana halfway through the description huh. and start talking about regulated cannabis. They didn't know and to pass you the joint. That's the problem. Yeah, regulated cannabis will then be legal. And that means only these the Walmarts of weed, only these, uh, 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 you know, I call them uh, the ATCs, the CCCs, you know, the Caucasian Cannabis Corporations, the million-dollar cannabaggers, uh, they are going to be selling products that are legal. Everybody else who's selling marijuana will still be illegal. But it's it, regulated. It's going to be legal. Don't you think and this is cannabis- just the – I'm sorry, Ed. Don't you think this is just the first start – yeah, that's I'll a good bring point. This in. Ed, yeah, so, so so then so then it's a step in the right direction. Step right over people like me. Okay. You step right over like me, and you hand it to these these cannabaggers coming from out of state. These these guys that are uh, so called creating the cannabis industry. Remember, remember Christopher Columbus came to America and said he founded America, and there was millions of people here, and he founded it. Huh? Well, that's what's going on right now with these cannabis industry. They come here, there's, there's, there's thousands of people who sell marijuana right here in the state of New Jersey now. 
There's 800,000 people they estimate. There's 800,000 people they estimate smoke marijuana. Now, where do they get it from? They get it from guys like me. And now these guys are coming in. They call themselves the cannabis industry. And they're acting like Christopher Columbus, like nobody else is here. And it's for them. And if you read the bill and read what they plan on doing, it's about them. The, the black marketeers who are doing it now, the people who have been providing the state citizens for the last 50-something years, the marijuana are excluded from what, is, what has just happened. So, like I said, 50-50, sure. Riding down the road with a joint in my car, now I won't get arrested. All right? But to sell marijuana, to possess a large amount of marijuana, to possess marijuana that's not coming from one of these new corporations is still illegal. Remember, if you read it, read it. It says there's legalizing regulated cannabis. Where do you get regulated cannabis from? You get it from these new cannabis corporations, these new companies that are coming in with the support of our government. Ed, Ed, so I think you've said actually the most important message that I've been telling people for decades now, and I want to hear everyone hear what I'd said. He used the word read six times in that answer. And what I am so fed up with is people going to the echo chamber of whatever news they listen to and regurgitating what their commentator says. And what you referenced is that you got to read New Jersey question one. That's the key. What does it actually say? And I disagree with you in one sentence of what you said. You said people like you aren't going to do well. I think, Ed, you are going to do well, and I'm going to tell you why. Because you understand that it's a regulated industry and the consulting that these corporations are going to need from people that understand understand and have been working on this for a long time is very, very important. But the CRC board that you were referencing, and I get where you're going with this regulated thing, this CRC board, what do we know about them now? How are we going to talk to them? How are we going to influence them? How is it that the New Jersey weed man is going to stop? He's not just going to smuggle from Arizona to New York City to give them the drugs they need now. How is he, the founder of the legalized marijuana party going to influence the future of marijuana so everyone can participate in this industry? Well, I'm leading by example. For instance, right now, I call my, you know, I've, I've been, I've been into civil disobedience for a long time. So right now I'm in my Rosa Parks mode. Ha. I'm not getting <laughs> off this, I'm not getting off this can of bus. <laughs> this, this can of, I am selling the weed like I'm a white guy. Yeah. I'm selling we and that's actually the name of my uh, my podcast too. Get on the can of bus. But what I'm saying, well, whoa, 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 whoa. Ed, we gotta Ed, promote it. Yeah, we need to know where can people find about getting on the can of bus if they want to get on the can of bus. Is this on iTunes, this Spotify, podcast? Where, yeah, where tell can us. We listen to your it's podcast. On, it's, it's on all of them, but you can also watch it live on uh, Instagram or you can catch the replay on IGTV. But either way, I it's. It's on everything. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple. It's on uh, Action. It's, it's, I can't even name all the And just uh, repeat, so re- repeat the name of it so everybody can Lawrence, hear. get on the can of bus. I'm get already on I'm the can of bus. Choo, I'm <laughs> on the bus like Rosa right now. So while we're on the can of bus, what I want to understand is what are we telling people on the can of bus about interstate commerce? Because what people don't realize is that it's still federally illegal. What are we going to do about yeah. the can of bus driving from New Jersey to New York? Yeah, this, this is what I tell people all the time. I said, listen, do you understand that federally it's always illegal? 
these guys that are running these ATCs, these medical marijuana places, right? They're as illegal federally as I am, and I'm selling in my place just like them. I actually, I don't know if you realize that my place, my building, it is a dispensary. If you walked in here and didn't know the difference between me and some other place, you would think I'm a illegal dispensary. I'm not a legal dispensary. I totally understand it. I, even by by state rules, I'm illegal. By federal rules, I'm illegal. But so are the ATCs, the so-called legal places in New Jersey. They're illegal. They're federally illegal. Okay. And this has irritated me for years that these guys get to sell all the weed they want and. You know, the state looks the other way. The state then created phony laws that don't really even um, uh, cover them because you can't write a law that supersedes federal laws. So our Kuma laws really supersede federal laws and purport to make them legal, but it doesn't make them legal. They're always illegal. Matter of fact, I had a dispensary in L.A. for five years, almost five years, and it was legal by state of California rules. And one day the feds came in and put me out of business. Yep. Right now. Here in, in the state of New Jersey, when I see these ATCs operating, there is a illegal here in New Jersey as my place federally, as my place in California was. When the DEA came and smashed me in L.A., they could usually do the same thing here because they're just as illegal. But the state allows them to operate. No problem. There are 30-something medical marijuana states now that allow them to operate. But I'm saying publicly that you know what? The state of New Jersey is now passing laws and rules. That, that will exclude me and people like me. So listen, I'm not even going to comply. Well, Ed, I'm not getting off this. Ed, I want to go, go in a different direction because I well, see that the New Jersey weed man has run for governor. He's run for these things. Let's assume we convince the electorate that Ed should be Emperor Ed and you should be in charge. I want to, instead of complaining or challenging the man, I want to hear what you think we should do to make the world better. Should we make it federally legal? Should we have regulation? Should there be any regulation? Should we be able to advertise it to kids? Tell me what it is that you think we should do under the doctrine of Ed. Well, yes, federally, it should be legal. And the reason why it's not is basically because the Bible suffers in the middle of the country. Um, the evangelicals, if that's a better word to use, the evangelicals are, uh, you know, the senators from Alabama, the senators from Iowa, Utah, they are blocking federal legalization. Yeah, but you're going to be emperor um, under my story. So there's no more senators. Well, so if Ed became emperor and you ruled with an iron <laughs> fist, what I want to understand is let's imagine that New Jersey is now listening to Ed right now on my podcast. And they're saying, they're saying we're on WRCM. We're listening to what's going on. And they go, this guy, Ed, is a smart guy. Tell me one policy besides just saying, here's the Wild West, have fun, that you think should happen as the next step. Lauren said a little while ago, she said, we should be a little happy because it's a step in the right direction. And you said you agreed. So what's step two? Tell me step two. Well, well it should be a free market system. If you have the if you have the will and the way to build it, they'll come. Like that's what I did. That's field but, of dreams. What, yeah, you know, you should, you should you should build it, and and that's what I did right here on State Street, across the street from City Hall, the State Capitol. I've built my own place and. People come. I, I got customers right now. So your store away. is across the street from City Hall. I'm across the street from City Hall. You can go. You can use Google Maps and do the street view. You can look one direction. You see my place. Look the other direction. City Hall. So just to be um, clear, though, so if you if it became legal federally 
and it becomes more of a free market, like you're saying, and like the field of dreams, if you build it, they will come. Are there any restrictions whatsoever that you think that they should have with respect to the marijuana trade in the United States? Meaning, should we be able to sell it to people under 18? Should five-year-olds be able to smoke it? What's the rule? I would mirror the alcohol laws, generally. Um, Above 21, certain places, you can't have a liquor store next door to a school, for instance. You can't have a bar next door to a school. So same thing with, with marijuana. Yeah, should you have a marijuana place right next to a school? No. Should you be, you know, around the corner from, from an elementary school? No. You know, should you advertise on TV like that? No. So okay, you're sensible. So, so, I, so when people are hearing you yeah. and they and they think this guy's open from City Hall, he's doing it illegal. Your point, just so I'm clear, is everyone's doing it illegal because right now, federally, just so we're all crystal clear right now, it is illegal under 18 U.S. Code 801 for anyone to be selling marijuana, medical, recreational, otherwise. And you're saying that right. it's all nonsense. So you're saying, though, that... We shouldn't just be having the CRC board to allow the uh, corporatization of having all these people coming in, the big man coming in and selling it. We should make it a free market. But we shouldn't just make it a free market where it's do whatever you want. There should be safety measures like alcohol, sensible regulation. Is that what Ed's calling for today? Exactly. I want everyone to know that the New Jersey weed man, if you support what he says, I want you to check out his podcast. I want you to go buy t-shirts. He's 20 bucks. They're beautiful, these things. And I want you to understand that sensible regulation is on both sides. So when you're listening to your spin zone or whatever you're listening to and you go, but New Jersey is a free for all. It's not. And when you're listening to marijuana advocates saying that they should just be able to do whatever they want, they're not. What instead they're doing is saying, it's just like alcohol. We should be regulating it just like alcohol. Ed, I'm going to give you the final word. Is there anything else that my audience needs to know from the New Jersey weed man when one third of the United States is now recreational legal? Tell me what we need to know. I think we should push for the black market to be included in this new era of legalization. People have been doing it for decades. People who who are don't have a, a billion dollars. You know, imagine that. You know, we've been selling marijuana out of jars and bottles and, and our basements and our cars for for decades, and now all of a sudden, it, you know, he stopped calling it marijuana. He called it cannabis. <laughs> you uh, say that very well. Do that again. Do that again. Do the cannabis. Yeah, yeah. It's not marijuana anymore. It's cannabis. <laughs> and they are, <laughs> they are now uh, uh, selling and trading stock on on Wall Street. There's Wall Street symbols for it. There's a new Walmart of weed all over the place. And little guys have been doing it forever are being uh, 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 X out. They're trying to avoid adding us to uh, this new legal world. And, and it's amazing. Right now, last week, last month, 800,000 people in the state of New Jersey, you know, admit to, to using marijuana. Where do they get it from? They get it from guys like me. Now, yes, I will admit, I'm way out, out in the open. I'm, I, I'm pretty public. I pretty much have 500 customers a week. You know, so I'm doing very well. I said, but there are guys like me all over the place. I can go to any city in New Jersey and I can find somewhere, some store, some barbershop, some beauty salon that has a back door, a back room. Like that's how it's been done in the urban neighborhoods forever. And now. So, Ed, what I'm hearing, 
What I'm hearing is that we need to make it as a job opportunity. We need to use this as an economic incentive to help the disenfranchised populations to be able to get work today in an era where we're entering a recession. And we need to we need to make it. You you tell me. Ownership too. Ownership. Ownership. Oh yes. No. No. Yes. I, when I say jobs, I'm not saying you can work for yourself. You yes. can be self-employed. But your point is that we want to make it that people should have access to this industry. I want everyone to check out the New Jersey Weed Man. Thank you so much for joining us. That was Ed Fortune. Thank you, Andrew. I loved Ed. What I really got from him, he first off, he had great energy, but he speaks to the small businesses, the medium, mid-sized businesses. Well, he has Republican thoughts if you think about yeah. it, because what he wants is deregulation. Isn't that really what he's saying? He's saying economic opportunity, deregulation. Don't just allow the big corporations to do things, create access for the little guy to be able to get in business. Lauren, we have on the line Lisa James, and she's from James Gordon James Public Relations. Uh, this this lady knows everything about the history of the push for marijuana legislation. She was the Arizona executive director for Bush Cheney. She was the victory director for the Arizona Republican Party, deputy chief of staff at the U.S. House of Representatives. She's a coalition builder. And my favorite thing of what she writes is that she's a seasoned networker. And before we even get into marijuana, what does that mean, a seasoned networker, Lisa? <laughs> uh, so I like to bring people together and figure out what their common interests are and how to advance those interests. So pulling people together and making great coalitions, um, I think, pushes every issue, no matter what it is, uh, further down the road. I am so with you. So I find in today's society that people are so interested in telling people off and why they're wrong, as opposed to finding how we can get coalitions together and have a conversation. And I'm so glad you're on with us right now because you and I have been talking about this and we need to share this with everyone in Arizona, where you're at, what does it mean that they, they, they pass recreational marijuana? I read on the headline, they pass recreational marijuana. Is this just the same as New Jersey? Is this the same as I heard about Oregon? Is with the drugs? What is this? Yeah, so Oregon took a big step uh, on election day, one that um, I think that you will see come to other states, um, unfortunately. But in Arizona, we did uh, uh, pass legalization of recreational marijuana. And I think what's important to know is that it's much more than the you know, little summary that people saw on their ballot. Um, what they actually enacted was 17 pages of regulations, um, mostly designed to benefit those already in the big marijuana industry. So, and they, everything in there was written to take care of their consumer, their future consumers, to protect them and to really line the pockets of the marijuana industry. You just said something so interesting, and I just need to echo it. 17 pages of regulation. So it's all into the details there. And then you use the word big marijuana. So are you telling me right now, if I'm pro pot and I'm pro marijuana and I want to be in the marijuana business, I can't just drive my tushy over to Arizona and open up a marijuana dispensary? Absolutely not. So they wrote in here that the first licenses go to those already in the medical marijuana industry. Wow. And yeah, well, and wait, there's more. Tell me, tell so me, tell only, me. <laughs> not only did they do that, but then they wrote that once you're granted your dual license, you no longer are required to have a medical director and you're no longer required to be not for profit. You're now for profit. So these are dramatic changes to the medical marijuana laws we passed just 10 years ago. 
So I have some questions about that because you actually hit on one of the quintessential questions I have, and it's just a logical question to me. What is the point of having medical marijuana if the same store is selling recreational marijuana? I just, I don't understand that. Like, I feel like once it's, you don't need a script, why would someone still get a script? Well, you know, I watched a a story earlier today with a a, a marijuana practitioner, a, a doctor, um, who was very concerned about those same things that now people will try to self-medicate with marijuana that really should be under a doctor's care. Exactly. Um, so there are some differences in the if you have your medical license um, or your medical card, you can have uh, two and a half ounces of marijuana versus one ounce under recreational. Um, but under this, you can also now have uh, grow your own. So you can grow every person over the age of 21 in a household, well, a maximum of two per household, can have six plants each. Six plants? Yeah, wow. Um, or 12 plants can be up to, it's a hundred, um, if not thousands, of, of marijuana cigarettes. I only and have one tomato mar- plant. Oh. I only have one tomato <laughs> plant and I have enough tomatoes. I'm just thinking about how, like, like I, and you know how much weeding you got to do on the tomato plant to keep that tomato going well? You said 12 plants someone can have? Uh, two people in a household can have up to 12 plants. And I don't know if you've ever seen a marijuana plant, but they get quite large. (laughs) This is wild. And you use the word licensing, and I just want to make sure I'm understanding this right. So the dispensary has to have a license, and you said that's going to go to the people that previously had medical marijuana licensing. What about the cultivators? Is that a separate license? Is that the same people? How does that work? So cultivation, so the the growers um, are different than the dispensaries. So we're talking about dispensary licenses, but it is a, yeah, it's more than just uh, where you can go buy it. It's who's growing it, who's um, cultivating it. Um, there's a lot to it. And, and today's marijuana um, is not the marijuana of the 60s, the 70s, the Cheech and Chong, the, you know, date myself, that 70s <laughs> show, um, those type things. This is serious, you know, high potency, um, in some cases, over 90% potency um, for some of these uh, marijuana products. Um, the other thing that people are going to run into now is while they did write in there, uh, no smoking in public, they didn't say you couldn't consume in public. So you can still vape, use your edibles, dabbing, all of those other ways to consume this high potency product can be conducted in public. What about local laws? Are there zoning laws? Can they open up anywhere? How does this all work? So like, is there going to be different rules if you're going to be in Tucson versus Phoenix? Like, what are we doing here? So, yes and no. Um, they wrote you can have local control, but then they put right underneath it, unless your community has medical, you can't be any more restrictive on recreational than you are medical. So, basically, just about every major community in Arizona said after medical passed 10 years ago, this is a medicine, we want to make it available to our citizens, not understanding that just 10 years later they were going to be subjected to now they also have to allow recreational so you can't be more restrictive on recreational than you are on medical. Now, each community did have their ability to do their zoning laws on medical. Um, but there's a there's an interesting little um, line in the 17 pages that says that they can also do away with anything that's um, unduly burdensome. Oh, wow. So we don't know what that means. Yeah, I hate that word. I'm a lawyer, and when they say unduly burdensome, I think everything in my life is burdensome. So like, <laughs> so here's my question, though. You're a coalition builder, like we said, a networker, and I'm reading that in 18 U.S. Code, Section 801, the Federal Controlled Substances Act is making all this nonsense illegal. So why are we even having this conversation? 
Well, that is a that is a great question because it does remain against federal law. Um, and so there are a couple of other things of note on that. So should the federal government decide to enforce that law, um, that brings up a whole host of problems. Um, but then also, if for some reason the federal government, you know, depending on who's in power, decides to legalize marijuana, you can be sure they will tax it. But in Arizona, these folks wrote a cap on the tax. So it could be that federal government ends up with all the money. Wow. And Arizona ends up with very little money. <laughs> well, that would be the worst case scenario. I don't want that at all. So no matter what we're doing, I and I've been saying this for a while, we need revenue. So if it's going to be, at least give it to the people that have it, Arizona. I read that first Jeff Sessions, when he was the attorney general in 2018, said he's going to prosecute this stuff. And then Bill Barr says he's not going to prosecute this stuff. So when you say who's in power, we're really focusing on the attorney general. Is that a true statement? Uh, I think the administration, I think, I think the, whoever's in charge of the administration has some, you know, they can direct that. So, um, kind of depends. So is the fight now shifting from Arizona to whichever administration is to talk to them about creating sensible legislation? I'm going to use a legal word here, but preemptive sensible legislation, meaning when it's preemptive, the federal government says, we don't care what you wrote in the States. We're the federal government and we regulate interstate commerce with the Commerce Clause. And here's the law. Is that the new fight, the, the new frontier of marijuana fights? Well, that's what that remains to be seen. Um, I think that if you look at what's happening across the country, um, the, the big marijuana lobby continues to push. Um, they're going to every state and seeing how far they can go. And then they progress on to things like what we saw in Oregon. I, I have to tell you, this has been such a fascinating conversation. And I want anyone that's interested in the marijuana industry or legislation overall, or better yet, just had a coalition building to look up my friend, Lisa James. She is a student of this information. And what I want everyone to know is you read the headline. Lisa said this. You read the headline on what's passed, what's, what you'd vote for. There's 17 pages of regulations. You got to get to the details. Lisa, thank you so much. This has been the Leapcast. Everyone have a great week. Find us on social media at Listen to Leap or visit listen to leap.com.